0: Ooh.
1: Good morning. <laughs> good morning, good
0: afternoon and good night, right?
1: Pretty much.
0: How are you today? I am well. I'm awesome. I'm good. I don't know. What's the Yeah. I'm alive and well. I woke up. So, it's a good start. It is a oh. good start. Waking up is a very good start. <laughs> how are you? What's how oh, uh yeah. yeah. What's shaking on that end of the world? Not a lot. That can be good.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I guess we should do introductions, so go for it.
0: <laughs> uh, Shauna Barnes with Wild Wealth Creation, just helping women uh, live fully and create legacy.
1: Oh, I love that. It sounds so good. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> yes, it sounds delicious. It sounds wonderful. And you? I am Margaret Bell. I am a trauma and grief specialist, and I am here to help people live their fullest and best life.
0: Ooh. Yes. Sometimes it feels like the universe is not supporting that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like, uh, let me make this sure this is a true challenge, and, and you can get there. Yes,
1: I think for anybody right now, there's so much. What do, what do we want to talk
0: about today? I don't know. Wow. Wow. It's, it is. It's really... So it's interesting to me because on the one hand, there is a quite a bit. So when we talk about... You know, being in 2020, there does feel, I mean, it, it would be easy to quantify, the many various um, events, right, that are happening. And it feels like, not only is it more than usual, maybe, but it's also, un, un, I mean, truly unexpected, unprecedented, as they would say in this year. Events yes. that are happening. And yet we're still here. We're still moving forward. Uh, we are still
1: here. We are still moving forward despite everything.
0: Uh-huh. It just reminds me of how amazing humans are. I suppose. Very adaptable. Yes, yeah, very.
1: Can't keep us down for too long.
0: So I was watching like three quarters of the Sir David, I think, Edinburgh, the wildlife guy who, you know, has traveled around the whole world and visited various you know, really into nature and supporting the environment. And he's doing this special on Netflix and talking about how the environment, what the problems are, and then solutions. And he actually explained the problems with the environment in a way I hadn't heard before. He was just talking about how the uh by for example i this might have been his primary one of his primary examples he was talking about when you by reducing the rainforest there's um the the function of the rainforest was do a certain amount of clearing i guess you would say of the air and so that the rest of the world you know the earth could um, do its thing and when it couldn't do that, then there's not enough, you know, CO2 or what have you. I mean, I, you can tell how well I listened, but I think I got the gist of what he was saying. But what really struck me is that he started getting into what can this be changed? Because the world has gone from like 60% wild spaces to like 35%. And at the rate we're going, something's got to give because it's just continuing to re- be reduced one of his primary one of the well one of the solutions he said that stuck out for me was that girls we need to make sure girls go to school that girls get educated i know isn't that amazing i was like huh um i don't know because he's really old is ninety three? He's like old, maybe not that old.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: And he was, yeah. you know, I was like, that's a level of brilliance. He was also talking about how there's the, the number of humans has, has been con- increasing exponentially, and we, I think, he's like by nineteen, I mean nineteen by twenty thirty. <clears throat> the population explosion should start leveling out and then decrease. Cause that's the bigger problem is there's just too many warm bodies on the planet to like, planet to sustain, which again, I hadn't heard it put quite like that.
1: Ooh, but That's really interesting. Isn't it? It's
0: just like, wow, it's, um, it's manageable. I mean, it's going to take some effort. But that's hopeful. I that
1: know people that it's not like doomsday that we've destroyed the planet. And...
0: Right. Well, and from marketing your perspective, maybe we have to say we've destroyed the planet in order to get people's attention. But um Michelle's actually pretty fascinating. But the fact that, you know, who says you know, I know they, you know, they spoke of the Dalai Lama saying Western women would would I don't know lead, be the leaders of the future? You know, would lift up the world in the in going forward, and um, it's just amazing to consider. Uh, and I think that is- I think recently must have been International Girls Day. You have a daughter.
1: I do. She broke you in. And you have nieces? Yeah,
0: she broke me in. <laughs> She's still breaking me in. <laughs> what wisdom do you give? Do you give moms who have daughters or maybe even dads who have daughters? I don't know. Oh my okay. god. Hold on. Hang in there. <laughs> Perseverance don't let them get you. It's going to
1: Yeah, it's going to be a really rough ride. Don't give up, especially when they're adolescents. That is when our kiddos can be the most nastiest and meanest. And I always say it's because they love us. We're the ones that aren't going to leave them. So the ones they are the cruelest to, the meanest to, it's because we're the safest person that they can let those emotions out. So you just got to kind of hold on and not take it personally and see the pain that is... Underneath that anger, because there's a lot of pain, especially for these younger generations. They carry. I feel like really, all the generations before them just—I feel like they dumped all their pain on these two
0: newest generations. Wow, no, I was not aware of that. They do seem pretty. I mean, I knew about. Them. Yeah. Do they? Get to to the other side and be. They come to. Or being civil, yeah. I think,
1: yeah. I think they love their parents, but I still think there's this anger, especially like for millennials. I think of it as like the millennial wound. They've been promised a dream that doesn't exist. If you work hard, if you go to school, if you you know, obtain all this debt, your dreams can come true. And it's just not true for them. So they bought into it. And...
0: (laughs) All right. Back at it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love technology. Yes, it's a good time. (laughs) I... Okay, so... Though when we took a break, (laughs) yes, (laughs) I heard you discussing millennials and the promise, and um, yes, the millennial
1: wound, yeah, they feel like they have to save the planet, right? That feels they are so passionate about making the world a better place, saving it, and they've been handed a really shitty place in my opinion and so it's just like (laughs) anger and how do they survive being promised the dreams of their parents their grandparents and then also make the world a better place because they are such walking big hearted big feeling just beautiful people
0: so I understand this is a group that also or, or maybe it's the next group I don't know or another group that also understands that they're likely not going to do better than their parents, which is, you know, been happening historically for what a hundred years that you do well and then you want your child to do better than you do. And this is a group that, I mean, maybe that's why they're angry. I don't know. And also I don't necessarily get that because their values seem to be simpler. i think
1: yeah they want just the world to be a better place they're not driven by money like Mm -mm. their parents or their grandparents i also did not realize that a lot of millennials their parents are boomers like i thought most their parents were gen xers maybe because i'm a gen xer parent to a millennial so that's my assumption but in doing like research I realized that a lot of millennials parents are boomers and there's a huge divide between the boomers, right? And the millennials, because boomers are that, that generation, like let's make money. I'm going to get the gold watch when I retire that whole mindset. And maybe that was like their grandparents, but that's still that. You got to work hard and you're going to climb the corporate ladder.
0: Yeah. Retire with the gold watch, even though that's not happening. um That's insightful. I had uh, thought about, you know, two, one of the two most opposing groups being related. <laughs> yeah.
1: I guess yeah. I just assumed boomers were the grandparents. And then, because I work with a lot of millennials, I love millennials. I'm the mom to a millennial. So, like I said, I just assumed, like, oh yeah. But then I thought about it, like when my kiddo was little, everybody thought I was her sister, probably because there was all the boomer
0: parents. Oh yeah. And yeah.
1: here I am, and they're like, oh, are you Erica's sister? And I'm like, no, I'm her mom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that you know that kind of makes sense, right? Because Gen Xers, um. I don't think have as many kids generally as boomers i don't think so they are also
1: the helicopter parents which
0: what? gen yeah. xers
1: yeah and that would make sense because they were the first latchkey kids so it would make sense that when they became parents they became helicopter parents because they are quite well aware of what can happen <laughs> as a child when left unattended by adults oh.
0: yeah and i'm
1: guilty i was such a helicopter parent oh my gosh yeah. Your
0: mm-hmm. daughter doesn't listen to this, right? She's not gonna like hold it over you.
1: No, yeah, and if she <laughs> listens, she'll probably just tell me I'm a big dork or something.
0: <laughs> wow. That's um that's really insightful. Yeah. Pieces there. Cause so this new group, Z, right? Mm-hmm. Or y. Is it Z?
1: Z millennials yes. are the y generation the me generation the like the generation that really got a bad rap
0: but also is very cool i mean i think they coming coming out in a sense in a sense they are more authentic um they're just they're people they're simply people mm-hmm. and they value people it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's um unvarnished un right it's just right there yes they're big hearts yeah they just clearly recognize right and wrong and it's um and it's value-based it's truly Mm -hmm. value-based they want to save the
1: world right make the planet a better place they're getting behind all the social movements um, rightfully so they're championing them right like this isn't okay this needs to change
0: what I find so amazing is that the Congress people, the Congress men and women who are adamant about not changing laws or whatever, or, you know, doing, you know, cutting down, taking over more forests because we need more jobs or what have you. Um, or, you know, going back to coal or what, you know, those things, um, probably even the ones, oh, that was another thing that Sarah was talking about. We have people who are investing their money and, you know, the, those who are putting together the, uh, investment groups are still putting money in fossil fuels and they're like, we really need more, um, you know, money put into wind energy and solar power and those types of things. It makes no sense to keep investing in fossil fuels. Right. Um, But the people who are deciding to me are either the end of the silent generation. Right. We're probably some of the early baby boomers because the thing about baby boomers is there's so many of us. And so it's just, you know, it's like a really long, Trail or a snake impacting the world. And they they're still so attached to how they believe the world should be. And I keep looking at them like you are dying soon. I, why not allow the generations who are gonna need to lead this mess, right? Or this future to have a bigger say?
1: Ooh, why not? What it comes up for the end of the silent generation that's probably most of our politicians right and the beginning of the boomers if you think the fear isn't saying okay millennials gen z right you got this we're gonna go ahead we're gonna trust you because you
0: you gotta think in a lot of
1: ways yeah they know better than we do they are definitely more wise and see like we have to save the planet and how do we get rid of racism and decolonization and all these other things that have hurt our society right there
0: well they don't um, agree though they don't believe that's part of the pro the situation they don't agree that those are problems i think in part because they exactly
1: they've, right yeah. they've just
0: accepted they are a fact instead of understanding well no you actually built it into the system and it can be changed right?
1: Yes. I think millennials, Gen Z definitely are aware. This is a systemic problem. This is bigger than us as individuals. And you're right. A lot of silent generation, a lot of the boomers, Mm -hmm. which surprises me because boomers are part of like peace and love and the Mm -hmm. hippie movement. So when they get stuck, I want to be like, you, you championed Mm -hmm. this. You're like, inspired this
0: where are you i think they're almost they're almost also beat down or right because it's like a group that didn't didn't achieve like the silent generation maybe doesn't feel they had the impact that the millennials will have or gen xers it's almost a loss it's like at least that's how it somewhat feels to me. And then there's this. Um, uh, what'd you say? Not. Sort of. Ignoring the situation. I don't know. Turning back on feeling. Well, it didn't turn out or maybe feeling guilty. Cause it didn't make the changes that we thought we could do. Ooh, Right. Yeah.
1: Like beat down, like just to capture. Mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. keeps happening and I f-
0: yeah a feeling of failure
1: the system didn't change right because right? boomers were the ones like okay let's end this like so many great people are still here or sadly died that were boomers and really like come on wake up let's change this and then
0: maybe they're just tired I guess
1: for this silent generation <laughs> still to be like no we're gonna keep it the way it is we don't want change we don't want
0: right which is the part admit, i'm talking about you're leaving yeah. why do you why are you so concerned about the change that's that's why i am concerned about the supreme court in one sense and in the other sense i'm not because it's like, um, it's funny. It's almost like uh, going backwards if certain things happen. And maybe that's why, you know, boomers are just exhausted. It's like all this work was done to, to really um, to do well, pretty much what you're saying the millennials want to make the world a better place and somewhat, somehow just got beaten down by it. So, yes. it's, so it's almost a feeling of don't even try. And yet their purity of the millennials, like, oh, yeah, we have to keep doing this. And they will. I have crazy. <laughs> it's not really an option.
1: They're not going to give up. No. They're just like, nope, like, let's just, and, and- we're not going to take no for an answer. Because you're right, like, it is. And even as you're saying that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, thinking of the boomers, I was like, okay, we have Clinton who tried to make change. And I give him credit for, like talking about where he was wrong and how he promoted systemic racism not intentionally but how he was actually part of that but then we also Mm -hmm. have trump they are from the same generation and then i think what's different is maybe money yeah represents that white rich white man money mentality that created
0: that could do no wrong All of
1: these rules that are still in place that say let's keep the white man in power with money, all of this.
0: Well, and that's true because I understand that's one of the challenge. Maybe generation X um, males, white young white males have had a hard time with because people have been so angry with the older white males, wealthy males, that it has reduced opportunities, at least in the minds of a lot of young white males to have a place in the world they feel lost because it's because the whole world seems to be you know, turning on white males, which I think is an overstatement, but I can certainly appreciate why they might have those thoughts.
1: And fears. Like I have a, I had a conversation with a, a white male friend and who is in an interracial relationship and even said, he said, I really struggle. I don't want to give up my white privilege. And I see it and I get it. And I just, it has benefited me and I don't want to give it up. And I appreciated him for Ooh, saying that. that. I think my yeah. eyes were a little big because I was just like, oh, okay, wait. So you're in an interracial relationship. So you're on the front lines. You see what your partner's going through. And yet that awareness that his white privilege has gotten him so far. And he's like, I don't. Like, I want the world to be a better place, but I'm not ready to give up what being a white male gets him.
0: Right. Which I think is true for, this is my opinion, um, well, in my belief, that this is really difficult for any person of privilege, right? And especially Mm -hmm. white males. Because, I mean, I think that's part of why Trump is so popular is because he sort of spits it in the eye of this. Everyone deserves a... You know, he's like protecting the kingdom of whatever white them wealthy white maledom means because it's mostly wealthy white male types are ones that want to be who support him. I mean, uh, outwardly wealthy
1: white people. Yes. You think
0: it's women as well?
1: Yeah, I was just so, um, but, like, you know, Jordan Klepper, he's from the daily show, watched a YouTube video where he went to a Trump rally and he was like. I will send you him like he's really good about taking people's words and like flipping them back and showing them how oh, they're thinking yes. is wrong
0: how he was he was interviewing <laughs> him and they're like oh yeah blah, blah 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 and he says and he asks them a question and they're like oh yeah and you're like and you just want to go wait what did you just agree? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah
1: yeah so I watched him and just he was talking to like all white people and yeah they're these women they're like no yeah even they were like agreed with the white men and I was just like oh my gosh like I get you don't want to give up your privilege but that giving up privilege everybody has the same opportunity and privilege so maybe you don't get a job or maybe I don't know
0: you know what if it came from not lack what if it came from the abundance it's like I don't want you to give up your privilege I want you to share it I want you to appreciate that yes. we all have the, you know, so yeah. that it doesn't feel like you're deprived.
1: Well, I don't feel like it's deprived. I feel like it's an equal playing field.
0: Oh, that's so interesting. And that's
1: I'm like, okay, like, right, like, why would mm-hmm. I not want an equal playing field? I think people get afraid, and then yes, they do. With all the reading I've done where then, oh, you got this job because of affirmative action instead of maybe that person got the job because they're more qualified, they're better at it than I am, that they deserve this job, not because some law or something is in place that says they need a job that, no, you earned this job. So you get the job instead of, well, the only way I can explain why somebody I feel is less than me. Because that's where it comes from, right? They're not, I don't think a lot of people start thinking everybody is equal. Well. They start, right? I'm white, so I'm above. And I don't personally believe that. Let me throw that out there. But I think a lot of people subconsciously do. I'm white, so I'm entitled.
0: Well, I think they, I think. (laughs) I think they don't even think about it. It's understood. And I think that's why this gets confusing because since a white person can go and do things and just expect certain things to happen. And because there's this been this belief that there's a level playing field, they're just like, well, you could get the same thing too.
1: But yeah, they just don't get it and they don't want to get it. They don't.
0: Well, yeah, it's just... They haven't been offered. <laughs> do you think they don't want to get it? Cause I don't want to, I don't.
1: I think it makes people uncomfortable. I think it makes people.
0: When they realize what's really, happening. Really,
1: Yeah. And especially I think boomers, Gen Xers. Because I work with a lot of millennials. I feel like they get it. They're like, oh my gosh, I've been operating from white privilege. I don't want to do this. How am I creating change? It feels like a lot of the Xers and boomers, they get stuck. That's like, no, I grew up. I was poor. I grew up poor and white okay, that may be true, but you still didn't, you still had more advantages over other people. Like you still had an advantage because you were white. And I think a lot of people can't, their brains just don't seem like they can click.
0: To understand that. That way.
1: Yeah, almost like well, I grew up poor. I grew up in the ghetto. I grew up in—I'm sorry where I was not the only white person, <laughs> right? Like, and then you're like, okay, or where I was the only white person. I was like, okay, that may be true, and still those other people—they were fighting harder than you were. You still had privilege when you went to school when uh. things happened. And I don't—I don't think people click that way they don't get it okay i'm gonna go to school i'm gonna get an education then i'm gonna whatever but maybe the black kids in my class they get in trouble more because it's there's statistics to back this that black and brown students get in trouble more they're suspended more they get funneled into the school to prison pipeline but i still think a lot of white people are like no it's They're lazy they don't try hard enough not seeing (laughs) the big giant picture and that's when i just i
0: don't
1: know about you i just want to scream like i want to hit somebody over the head or when so my daughter is half native and somebody said to me the other day she doesn't have a right to be angry because she didn't grow up with the problems that her people have because she was raised by a white mom and she looks white And I said, she still has a right to be angry. Like colonization is what has kept her from that. Having a white mom is what has kept her from growing up in the hardships of a lot of indigenous people, but almost that like, well, and I wonder if that becomes the white person's argument. Well, you didn't grow up like those people. So therefore, you don't have a right to be angry. So those Black people, those brown people, those people can be angry. But because you are not the norm, you don't get a right to be angry. you
0: got invited into the clubhouse and all that entailed. Mm -hmm.
1: I say it happened with my niece. Like, she's biracial, and she's so angry. And her family's like, well, you grew up with – you grew up – in the white part of the world. Why are you so angry? It's like, because she's still well, is facing racism. She she's still struggling. Yeah, well. And just because she was sheltered by a white mom does not mean, and I don't think, like, I know I sheltered my child. I think for my niece, she definitely went to school and faced racism and all kinds of other adversities that fuel her anger.
0: Well, why would... But to me, that's some kind of privilege to tell someone what they can and can't be angry about, yeah, I mean that's right that's um unconsciousness right there mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude, it's I'm just saying sad. that's like no,
1: that's not rude because I can't even begin to understand because I'm white. That anger, I can be like, Okay, yeah, you are angry, and I can own my part and being like, Ah, I did, I was white, and I just colonized my child, basically. Well, right,
0: and I told her that I said, I'm sorry, right? Messed up well. So, we all have some things that we're like, "Mm, Might have had a better sense, I might have done it differently, right? Mm -hmm. The um, I have a friend of mine that also, after the Floyd, George Floyd, Mm -hmm. um, death was saying, she's like, I, she said, you know, in the sixties, I did my thing or picketed or whatever. And she said, I thought we had addressed this. And she said, I, I, so now I got to get back involved. She said, I thought we had, you know, taken care of this. And I was like, wow. Um, I, ha- I didn't even realize somebody, you know, would have a perspective like that, but I certainly can understand that might, you know, come to think of it, that's a, a boomer. And that may be what boomers are, are feeling, you know, when you're talking about peace and love, they thought they did what they needed to do. And and here's my piece. I feel like they did. They made a shift in the universe. I don't feel like yeah. was it was. It's just, I yeah. think what we've seen in the last four years is how deep and insidious it is the the, the verses the rest of it is I think you know to me the best part of the last four years is all the pus is coming out so we can see not only that it exists but where it is it's 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 not pleasurable maybe but Mm -hmm. um, it's like yep what some of us said was always true it's like yeah see (laughs) it's like hmm So one of the officers, maybe the the lead officer in the George Format George Floyd case, the courts permitted him to leave the state. And from my perspective, that's still privilege. When that is right? still
1: privilege. Anybody uh, else yeah. they'd be mm-hmm.
0: in jail. still yeah. in prison. And when the officers were taken into custody, the black officers are indicating that rosters were changed. So he did not have any black officers um, on duty or around him when he was taken into custody. I, (laughs) you know, There's a part of that probably said, well, we didn't think it was safe. Yeah. Because you think all black people are going to go beat up this, this cop. I mean, that's, uh, I, I don't know. But the leaving the state, I thought now, how interesting is that? How interesting is that? Um, that just speaks volumes. So. Um, are you familiar with the most recent, I think it's the most recent book for that Oprah picked out. I usually don't read Oprah books no. because they tend to be painful, but this one looks like it's going to be interesting. It's like, I don't want to go and I don't want to cry all summer. It's cast C-A-S-T-E, the origins of our discontents by Isabel Wilkerson. And, um, I heard someone say this really speaks to this, the hierarchy of, I, well, so in, in I, I think I've mentioned this before when I, I was, I, I took a social problems class. And one of the pieces that I observed is that in this country, there's, you know, my belief is white men were at the top and black women were at the bottom. And I had a very interesting conversation with my dad. It was pretty sure black men were at the bottom. So we're both fighting for the bottom. And then I was just commenting because this was around the time of Geraldine Ferraro being vice president, and a uh, candidate. And uh, so to me, that sort of affirmed white man, white women. And then Barack Obama was elected and it's like black men, <laughs> And then black women, although we do have mm-hmm. uh, Camilla in there now. So um, apparently this book speaks to the caste system in the United States. And uh, I'll just read this little piece, the Pulitzer Prize winning author of The Warm of, War of the Mother's Sons, S-U-N-S examines the unspoken caste system that has shaped America and shows how our lives are still defined by a hierarchy of human divisions. And I, I, um, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking I might, you know, want to pick up a copy of this or go request it from the library and take a listen, you know, because the, the caste system very clear in India. Um, and I, and I, and I believe the United, people in the United States would be like, there's was no caste system here. Eh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, there is. It was an interesting flavor to put on that. Yes.
1: Yes. And I, like, as you're speaking, it reminds me of, um, I read history of the United States, um, black woman's history of English, black women's history of the United States, Oh my gosh. Such a hard book to read. Cause it's basically mirroring what you're saying that black women were at the bottom. Um, and it goes through and it talks about like very powerful, like black women that were like pioneers and really advocated for change. But in the beginning, I just, <clears throat> I felt sick to my stomach because just the way they were treated and violated and
0: That's why I think less than human. It was just
1: like, I'd look at Jeff and be like, this is horrible how black women were treated. I feel sick. I feel violated. I am reading page after page about them being beaten and raped and then having to have children and then their children ripped from their arms to become slaves. Or if they looked white enough, then maybe they get a better life. Future. I'm like, I, as a woman, oh my God, I can't imagine being beaten and raped and having my children stolen from me and that being my life. And then people wonder, like that right there, generational trauma, historical trauma, how that carries in us, right? And then how we react. I'm like, I don't know why I'm afraid of white men or this kind of people because historically they have been
0: brutal and unkind isn't that amazing i gotta tell you i'm so proud of you. <laughs> excuse me um i just feel i feel like i'm privileged to be a, a black woman because the because people's interpretation is that i mean subconsciously and maybe unconsciously is that this is the lesser of any position you want to come into the the world with. I mean, Chris Rock jokes about how you don't hear anyone saying, oh yeah, I wish I was born a black man. But I really don't hear anyone saying that about being a black woman, unless of course they like the hair or the, you know, the natural skin tone, you know, don't need a suntan kind of thing. But I feel like it's a really special, it's a privilege because it's such a, um, you know, how can I say it's like this this magic place to be in, because I get to see everything else It's like really i mean it's it is it is it has its own challenges that I think are unlike the challenges for any other group, and um I could be bitter about it but um but I also feel like it shows me truth differently don't have to get hung up in appearances the same way because there's just not a lot of room for that i can change black woman today tomorrow when i was born not really there's you know got this hair this eye color this tone it's just as it is and uh and I, i you know i remember reading and i don't i don't know if this is remains the same but they a study that was talking about how young black girls' confidence is is right there. That's what gets them in trouble, right? Because speaking up, they're looking eye to eye, they dress how they want to dress, very expressive, right? So that's not mm-hmm. the group that has a problem with self-confidence. Now the people in charge might have a problem with that self-confidence and keep wanting to beat it down and put it down. But I think it's because there's nowhere else to go. What do you got to lose? I mean, let me just be who I am. I, I'm not going to be you. I'm not going to have yeah. suddenly have white skin or beautiful blonde hair or, you know, grow a, an orifice, a penis, uh, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, and I think I really feel like that's, you know, that's amazing.
1: It is an inspiring and
0: just yeah yeah
1: it's beautiful
0: it is we all, and I and I would say every every group every human brings something and beautiful and amazing I just get to recognize my group and our amazingness
1: yes and everybody needs to to be like wow you're amazing. Because you're human and you bring all these amazingness and not, okay, well, this person and that person. And right, that's part of that systemic institutionalized historical racism that looks at white people as the norm instead of being like, okay, wow, look at this person and their amazingness because they're amazing, not because of the color of their skin. But it feels like we need to honor those people way more than the white people to change the norm. So like look at we're going to only focus on this group of people anybody that's not white we're going to focus and honor to make that more the norm instead of all the white people in history and then we'll throw in these token people and be like no let's make it let's focus on all the other people that we don't even know about history like all the beautiful people that were not white that did so much for the history of our country that doesn't get taught or celebrated or
0: it gets it gets spoken about but it's attributed to someone I mean who looks like the people who are writing the books which is what I always find interesting about Uh Jesus and I know we're not you know we don't have enough time to go and you know we could go in that for a while but it just cracks me up that this You know, had to be olive skin, Jewish human being Mm -hmm. is so regularly depicted (laughs) fair skin, Um, Anglo Anglo Anglo. I'm just like, and and they're just. I mean, talk about unconscious. I mean, uh, lack of awareness. I mean, what's that about? you know, you have a mega church and you, you know, and I'm like, wow, how does that work? But I also, am, I'm so intrigued because here's what I believe is that people, that the vast majority of humans miss out on in our world before present, whatever, is that where I, God, and I created a world And I wanted to have beautiful things happen throughout the world. Every beloved being I put into the world would have some spark, some magic to contribute. So by not being inclusive, you will miss out on some of the gems, some of the beautiful elements and essences and possibilities that are there. Because you've, because if the belief is only my group has all of the answers, then, then you will, then the collective misses out on some of the, the beautiful, oh, powerful, right? Yes. Ideas, tips, techniques, um, and maybe some of the awful stuff too. But, it's like very short sighted to to not realize thats that some of what you need some of what we all need is being you know is coming through in the in the form of someone i may not that doesn't look like me
1: Yes, and to be open to that
0: like, oh yes. and i want
1: every there's gems everywhere, and I think about it like. How like you're saying like black women the bottom, and yet like in the fifties, what twenties, thirties, whatever, they were who was hired to raise little white children. <laughs> that like contradiction, right? Like it's like your most precious, okay, so, uh, valuable, yeah, yes, and they and then that, I wonder if that's part of the boomers, right? Because I wonder how many boomers actually, right, grew up where in that contradiction, these people are less than, but yet this is the person I'm going to trust to take care of you. And even my mom tells the story that like she had this beautiful, lovely housekeeper, nanny, whatever, just this beautiful, gorgeous black woman, like the way my mom talks about her, just all like mother archetype you know, cause my grandmother was not the bestest mother. So here my mom has this nurturing love from a black woman. And then the racial stuff in the South starts up. So she gets fired and my grandmother hires a crazy white lady who terrified <laughs> my mom and my aunt to be like, whatever politically correct. And I think, what was that like? Because my mom did not get a lot of good motherly love. And the one person that she got it the most from was somebody in her culture that she was taught and raised to wow. hate and that growing up in that conflict. And I just, I'm like, I wonder how many people, right. Have that same where it's like, I'm taught to hate you, but yet you're the one that has shown me the love that has shown me the compassion. Cause I think probably in my mom's childhood there was a few other people, but that wow. was her first I'm going to guess her first experience of unconditional motherly love was from the Black housekeeper, who then also treated my mom that way. Wasn't like, oh my God, I have to work for these horrible white people, which says so much about the power of the Black woman. She could have been mean. She could have been nasty. She could have been horrible, but she gave love to these two little white children who were essentially being raised Mm -hmm. to hate Black people. And I just think that shows so much power and amazingness. Like that woman. Wow. Like, yeah, I have no words to say what yeah. an incredible woman.
0: Wow. She was. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I was thinking of the movie, The Help in that situation. And um, mm-hmm. that young girl. wow uh, hadn't thought of that but uh, in the way that you describe it for your mom that's profound right yeah See, here's also what's interesting to me it's all part of what it means to be human I don't want to make it good or bad I'm just Mm -hmm. saying what we're seeing and experiencing make it better Right. That's part of the the plan. It wasn't like, oh, here's what you're dealt and just live with it. It's like, yeah, but what else? And that's part of what gets me excited. It's like, what is right? What's possible? How could we leave the world as it would be? How could we live in the world and contribute to the world as it would be? And that's what, to me, that's like, whoa.
1: Yes. Yes, how do we step outside of ourselves? How do we see from a different perspective and not fall into the current narrative? And there's a the lot of stories people. that
0: I am so heartened we because fall There's into. a lot of people who are not as falling into the narrative as I, I thought. There are people who are.
1: Well, it takes that pause, right? Like we have to stop and. Right. I think about like the other day, like I had my dog out at night. I'm standing in the middle of the street, throwing away his poop in the dumpster. And this black kid, right. Runs up on me and my dog starts barking and I could have had the narrative. This black kid ran up on me. He had ill intention. And I was like, it was probably dark. He's probably right. running up on the dumpster to probably throw away his trash. Didn't even see me because it's dark. I'm standing in the middle of the <laughs> road. I'm in black. So probably right. terrified the poor kid but then i thought right, i could have told right. the narrative that this kid ran up on me and had ill intention i was like no nah, that kid was probably just as scared right. as i was when my dog started to bark and we scared <laughs> the right. shit out of each other right more people be like, okay why am i assuming that right. person had bad intentions instead of just they were throwing away right. their trash i was in front of a dumpster I'm here so- why couldn't
0: somebody else be here doing this yeah Yes. Ah, the world of humanity. Yeah.
1: And you were saying, like, the people that you see stepping up. I was saying more what? That. <laughs> the people you see oh. stepping out of the narrative. Yes. Yeah, so
0: one of the pieces it. I am thinking about is I was watching 60 Minutes and they did a piece on the Lincoln Project. The Lincoln Project is made up of individuals who did the marketing to get the, get Trump into the office. Right. And they just, they're like this, we have to stop doing this. And here's, here's what they said is that the, the party, the Republican party, they've been lifelong Republicans and they're sure their Republican card has been taken away, but they said, um, the values that Trump is putting forward are not the values of the, they joined the Republican party for. It's it's gone amok. And so mm-hmm. they've been doing some amazing, to me amazing advertisement against putting Trump in there for four more years. In fact, there's one of them just made me burst out because it's a you know that red, white, and blue mesh of and then Trump is in there and at the bottom it says nope N O P E. I'm like, wow. Because, you know. Here's here's what gets me. Conservatives, um, especially those Trump supporters right now, will say we're tired of Pete, you know, only being able to say what's politically correct. And but yet. If I say, you know, anything bad about Trump, then I'm not being then I'm what, not allowed to say anything because why? It may it's it also feels like it's stifling me from having a voice or having a say uh, to 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 criticize this man at all or what he's or things he's done. I don't hate Trump, but I don't like most of what he's doing or a lot of what I know that he's doing. So for me to watch the Lincoln Project, which is what six or twelve white males, I think there's some women in there that all went to Utah of all places. And they and and concern and the liberals are sending them money, and they're doing these ads where they, I mean, amazing. I mean, you got to see the one "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina." I, I'm just like, wow. And here's what I find not ironic, just paradoxical, weird, is that they are more um, direct about the bad things that Trump has done then then the liberals have been able to do it that's how far political pc has gone because they'll say this pandemic is is devastating the country because of he didn't he ignored it he pretended it wasn't there and he didn't address it i don't hear any liberal saying that in a commercial because it's not pc you can say right i mean i'm just like Mm -hmm. uh so there's some folks that have woken up and are like yeah, this isn't right, and they're and finally they're calling it. They're just calling it, <laughs> like yeah, uh, mind blown. Yes, not mm-hmm. that it, well, it, it is. It is because that's what's supposed to happen. You don't have to believe. You don't have to agree with them, but. We're, we should be able to equally have our say and not, you know, feel like there's a death threat that's going to come after us, right? That's the problem I have issue with. You, you know, yeah. you can be disowned or whatever, but these and and Trump's called all of them out, called them losers. <laughs> and what they're doing is they just know where his hot buttons are, and they keep doing it, and then he starts getting in a Twitter flush, and um, am oh my wow humanity is not lost it's just big yeah. pause no yeah
1: it's going through a huge shift
0: i say we call it good my friend i was just i was just thinking uh, I if agree. you listen to us for this long thank you i think this was a fabulous conversation yes Um, And I'll let people know if you're going on a journey for about an hour and you want to listen, then please do listen.
1: Yes, please listen, because you are going on a journey, a journey we're all on that we're all trying to figure out. And yeah, we'll keep taking you on journeys. I'm going to also look into that book. That book might be some good fuel for future conversations with any of our yes. listeners you want to also cast which one cast yeah the book yes
0: and take a listen yep.
1: and then yeah read it with us or follow along and I will try to put in the bio at least things that yeah. we talked about or the summary you know Jordan Klepper the Lincoln Project <laughs> cast
0: And was the first thing you started with the show that you watch. One way to improve the world is to make sure girls go to school. Yeah, Netflix original. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad that you're doing that because that's what I was thinking. This is we've we've hit on a lot of subjects. All right, well, I'm going to say my my buys. Thank you for listening. Looking forward to sharing more with you. This is. Shauna Barnes of Wild Wealth Creation, and, uh, you know, drop us a line. What did you like? What did you not like? What would you like us to talk to? Yes. Talk about. Or talk to. Yeah,
1: Yes, or talk to. They might not join us, but we can (laughs) sure talk a lot about them. (laughs) And I'm Margaret with Margaret Bell Counseling, here helping people live a fuller, better life, and... Have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening and we will talk with you all or we'll talk with each other (laughs) next week you guys get to listen.
0: You too. All right.
1: Take care. Okay.